You're tuned into the Market Unclosed podcast by PPI Securities, a podcast where we give you a quick rundown on the Philippine equities market to help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. Good day, BPI traders! Magandang araw man or magandang gabi and welcome to another episode of Market on Close for the week ending November 4. We had a shortened trading week after our Undas long weekend and hopefully we all got recharged from that break. We are right in the middle of corporate earnings season for the third quarter and I will be reporting a lot of those today as well as important updates on the economy both here and abroad. Example, inflation for October was just released today and it came in hot at a 14-year high. Alright, so let's get the episode started so we may at least start our weekend off on a right note. So the Philippine index closed the week higher, up by 32 points to 6,185, or half a percent higher week on week. Year to date, we're still down by 13.16%. Foreign trades ended as net inflows this week at 772 million pesos, but still down for the year at 67 billion pesos. Daily value turnover this week was at 4.9 billion pesos, also lower from the year's average of 6.87 billion. All sectors closed in the green, led by the mining and oil index up by 1.49%, the property index up by 1.2%, and the financials index up by 0.94%. The local currency, on the other hand, weakened by 1% week-on-week to 58.55 and now stands down 14.80% year-to-date. On the technicals, after seeing a 7% rebound from its bottom of 5,700 last month, the PSCI may begin to consolidate in the near term as its 50-day moving average at 6,276 immediate resistance line has caught up with prices. The U.S. Fed on Wednesday approved a fourth consecutive 75 basis point interest rate increase and signaled a potential change in how it will approach monetary policy to bring down inflation. The move continued the most aggressive pace of monetary policy tightening since the early 1980s, which brought short-term borrowing rate to a target range of 3.75 to 4%. Chairman Powell dismissed the idea that the Fed may be pausing soon, though he said he expects discussions at the next meeting or two about slowing the pace of the tightening. Powell also expressed some pessimism about the future where a path to a possible soft landing in the U.S. economy has narrowed. Locally, Banco Central Governor Medalla jumped the gun and said that the BSP will raise key interest rates by 75 bips to 5% at its November 17 meeting to match the U.S. Fed in order to encourage price stability and temper any impact on the pesos exchange rate. Medalla said the BSP's interventions were meant to only reduce volatility and not to peg the price of the peso to any particular level. Inflation in the Philippines surges to a 14-year high in October as food prices soared due to the impact of recent typhoons according to the Philippine Statistics Authority. Headline inflation accelerated to 7.7% in October from September 6.9% 
bringing average inflation in 2022 at 5.4%. Poor inflation, which excludes food and fuel volatile prices, quickened to 5.9% for the month. The country's balance of trade deficit narrowed in September, after imports growth slowed to a 19-month low. The trade deficit, or the difference between exports and imports, narrowed month-on-month to $4.82 billion, but wider than the same period last year. BPI economist June Neri said that the continued growth in imports was driven by recovery in demand despite the surge in commodity prices. The peso was trading at 57 to 58 level in September, and yet demand for imports was resilient. The national government's outstanding debt hit a record of 13.52 trillion pesos as of end September, mainly due to the weakness of the peso and higher domestic borrowings according to the Bureau of Treasury. Year on year, the debt stock rose 13.4% from 11.92 trillion pesos. Of the total outstanding debt, 68.89% came from the domestic borrowings while the rest was sourced from foreign creditors. Local factory output in the Philippines expanded at a slower pace last month, reflecting a modest uptick in new orders despite elevated inflation and supply chain disruptions, according to S&P Global. S&P Global's Philippine PMI reading stood at 52.6, where a reading above 50 denotes better operating conditions than the preceding month. Let's start off corporate stories for the week as Aboitis Power's 9-month 2022 year-to-date net income was at 19.5 billion pesos or 24% higher year-on-year as the company recognized non-recurring gains of 1.2 billion pesos during the period. For the third quarter, AP recorded consolidated net income of 9.6 billion pesos, up 72% year-on-year. Excluding one-off gains, core income for the quarter was at 9.2 billion or 65% higher year-on-year due to fresh contributions from GN Power Dinginin units 1 and 2, higher water inflows, and gains from commodity hedges. Property developer Ayala Land looks to put more focus on its residential estates for the second phase of the rollout of its electric vehicle charging stations next year. Ali is currently focused on commercial areas such as community estates, malls, offices, hotels, and industrial parks, and is currently studying the rollout in the residential estates. Century Pacific, or the company behind Century Tuna, Argentina Corned Beef, or Birch Tree, posted a top-line growth of 13% in the third quarter of 2022 on the back of resilient domestic demand and the continued recovery of its OEM export business. Year-to-date consolidated revenue growth was at 14% year-on-year at 47 million pesos. CNPF's net income after tax for the period registered at 4.2 billion pesos, up 6% year-on-year. The T family's Metro Bank saw its net income rise by 45% to 23.4 billion pesos in the first nine months of the year, propelled by the continued expansion of the bank's lending portfolio, better margins, healthy fee income, stable operating costs, and lower provisions. 
Metrobank's earnings surged by 77% to $7.8 billion in the third quarter. Total deposits rose by 11% to 2 trillion pesos as CASA deposits climbed by 5% from a year ago. PLDT from the MVP Group grew consolidated service revenues by 4.5% year-to-date to 141.9 billion pesos in the first nine months of 2022 as consumers thrive on their digital lifestyles in the new normal. TEL's core income grew by 10% to 25.4 billion pesos and on track to reach full-year guidance of 33 billion pesos. Reported net income rose by 45% as it included gains from TEL's tower sale. The Board of Directors of Local Lender Result Commercial Bank or RCBC approved the increase in the shareholdings of Japanese Sumitomo Mitsui Banking Corp or SMBC to 20% from the current 5% through the sale of treasury shares at 71 pesos apiece. SMBC's investment will amount to 27.13 billion pesos, which RCBC will use to support long-term sustainable asset growth and investments in technology and cybersecurity and human resources. SMBC's purchase price was 218% higher than the last closing price prior the announcement at 22.30 per share. Semirara Mining and Power Corp set a new profit record during the first nine months of the year, with net income surging by 250% to 36 billion pesos, more than double its full year 2021 net income. The exceptional performance was mainly due to the combined effect of elevated market prices, all-time high coal production, and higher spot electricity sales volume. For the third quarter alone, SEC net income was at 10.2 billion pesos, higher by 153% year-on-year. Union Bank of the Philippines booked 10.1 billion in net income for the first nine months of the year, which translates to a return of equity of 10.4%. The local lender from the Aboitis Group registered net revenues, excluding trading gains, of 36 billion pesos, up 37% year-on-year. Quarter on quarter, this is higher by 23% to 14.2 billion pesos. As of end September, UBP crossed the 1 trillion mark in terms of assets for the first time at 1.05 trillion pesos. Consumer giant Universal Robina saw sales for the first nine months reach 107.9 billion pesos or up 26% year on year. Sales in the third quarter posted a growth of 32% year-on-year on the back of the strong reopening momentum from economies around the region. URC's operating income for the nine months grew by 10% to 10.8 billion pesos, with the third quarter increasing by 35% year-on-year. And this is your market calendar for next week. On Monday, November 7, we have a cash dividend X date for Security Bank Corp common shares and echo data release on foreign exchange reserves for October. On Tuesday, November 8, we have another cash dividend X date for Centro Escolar University common shares and echo data releases on unemployment rate for September and industrial production for the same month. On Wednesday, November 9, we have another cash dividend X date for Arthalan Corp Series D preferred shares 
And on Thursday, November 10, we have another ECHO data release, which is the GDP for the third quarter. On Friday, November 11, we have cash dividend X dates for Ayala Corp Class B preferred shares and ECHO data release for foreign direct investments for the month of August. That's a wrap for today's episode. For more insights and trading ideas, log on to your BPI Trade accounts or open an account today at bpitrade.com.